Shoes. Shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. <laughs> what do you think about shoes? I mean, listen, they're great, dude. Do you like shoes? I do. Shoes are good. As much as shoes? Dude, shoes, <laughs> forget about it. You think I take a couple shoes? <laughs> Go buy some shoes. Sounds like an incredible day, man. I mean, I think I'll see the shoes better. We if love, I've had oh, some yeah. shoes. Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course, you were. Oh, but. yeah. Hello, it's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis on the eve of my wedding, joined by my man of honor. Yeah, baby. Julio Galarotz. No pun intended. Galarotsky. Galarotsky. I have begun compiling things that I shall say. I want to talk more about that. But right before we started uh, this conversation, we were talking about comedy stuff. Yeah, Julio we, loves we comedy. We don't do that much. And we, and I have noticed that we do get positive feedback when we do. So I think this would be a nice thing to include in this discussion in our episode. Well, Julio and I were at the stand last night, our fave club. Oh, yeah. And, and rolling, just moving chilling. And Let me tell you something. Julio has mastered the art of the chill. Have I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have. I was smoking cigs, dude. I wasn't going to say it. I was being a bad boy. You were ripping bogues. <laughs> you were on the bogue train. <laughs> I, Smoked a couple heaters. And I, I said to myself, boy, oh boy, there's a man at leisure. <laughs> there's a man in his element. He had this seat. He said, let's all go sit outside. And initially, it was just uh, Julio and his buddy. And then uh, I brought us out some Cocker Spaniels. That was very nice of you. He was holding three of them. It appeared that he, I told him this too last night, that he was holding a little bowl. Mm. Like as if he had gone to the kitchen and... Done a little Oliver twist, please. Yeah. Uh, may I have some more? Brought out a little tapenade. But when I got closer, it, when he got a little closer, it appeared that he had three Negronskis. I had, I brought three Negronskis. I didn't know if your buddy, and I won't say his name out of respect for him, but you can, you Zach. can say it, Zach. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that I didn't know if he drank or not. Uh, so I brought him one, and I figured if he didn't, then we we could have it. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't watch, but. <laughs> I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, I don't really drink. And I was like, oh, no problem. We'll figure it out. And then I didn't watch. But while I was sort of looking the other way, you drank his. So <laughs> I tried to do him a solid. Though it was water. I tried to do him a solid because he, I didn't want him to feel mm -hmm. obligated to drink the drink. Yeah. And so I, I figured that I would drink mine and then switch them so that it would appear that he had drank his. Yeah. You very quickly sounded the alarm. Well, no, but I one. missed I missed the switch. You missed the switch. So well, I that thought was the intention. This guy, yeah, you succeeded. I thought this guy who said I don't really drink had sucked down a Negroni the way that I used to drink Capri Suns at soccer camp. <laughs> and now you're like, "Oh god, did have I like sent this guy into a relapse or something like yeah is there a reason he i used drink? to drink those capri suns i would gouge the hole with that shitty straw and then widen the hole <laughs> and then just put my mouth to the hole and <laughs> squeeze it like it was an astronaut space goo <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and, and suck it dry <laughs> so the bag was shriveled on itself 
That's funny. Um, well, I, I was worried because I thought that you might think, oh, there was this neutral Negroni, and Julio just claimed it, which could be seen as rude given that you had purchased the, no. the round. Oh, I, I only wanted one. Okay. Because I was... I had a, a couple of sets, so I, I sets. couldn't, and I was driving. Got home. a lot of wanna... shit going on. Didn't want to booze too hard. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, whatever. That worked um, out. So then I was like, all right, I tried to do Zach a solid, and then, you know, I was sort of thinking about that a bit. Uh, yeah, he did the old solid of disappearing Negroni trick, <laughs> help a friend out, you know, <laughs> suck it down. So I, I looked up, but all of a sudden it was gone, and, and then they told me what had happened, and I said, okay, great. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> and then... uh you know out came the bogues out came the bogues well let's talk more about me mastering the hang what else do you think okay you took the seat you said let's go sit outside and it was nice and air-conditioned inside but you said let's go sit outside that's that's a nice area to watch people anyone coming into the club passing by will see us we'll be able to flag them down sort of select and invite people over and all that not select but invite anyone over to come join us and then you chose the seat that was facing the street so that you had you were the master of the domain. <laughs> that was not my intention. You were the godfather sitting at the table at the with your back to the corner of the restaurant, seeing out at the whole restaurant, so in case a gunman came in to, to put out the hit on you, you could flip the table up to create a shield. I did not mean to take the Don Corleone seat. Wait till his clip Vito. was spent and then throw the empty Negroni glass at his head. <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then what what transpired as the evening wore on was that your table was the one that grew and grew and grew. Oh yeah, that did that did actually happen. And it was because you had set the terms. Yeah, that's fun. That's a fun idea. You had created the the magnetism. Everyone knew without knowing that that table was the table. That was a good time. My table was a good time. Yeah. And I think part of it, too, was you were just there to have fun. You were just there for a good time, not a long time. And you didn't have spots. So you weren't getting up and down. So everyone knew that this was the guy. This was the guy to talk to. But they don't. Nobody knows that, though. They don't know what my what my night looks like spot wise. I thought you had kind of established that to you on. but I, I like when everybody else came over like I don't know that they all were aware of my evening got it of shows maybe, but true, maybe I that's, didn't have anything yeah maybe that's not true but it was it was the establishment table it was the table that was getting food brought to it cocktails this was not a pit stop table this was a good table yeah this was a settled table we had lots of people come over we joined blah 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 in and out it was great uh, and I mean, each time I came back, there would be a different crew. There'd be yeah, more people. It was there fun. Were I, I had fun with that. Yeah. I, it was very Italian of me, sort of sitting outside. You know, mm. I might as well have been standing there with my arms behind my back, holding one wrist. It's like the very old Italian guy nice. move, socks and with slippers, just looking. Yeah. You know, little Can underbite. I tell you something? I didn't like sitting outside. Did you not? No, there were mosquitoes. So this is the thing. I did an executive decision out, outside. I posed it as a question initially. I was like, should we sit outside? And you said, sure. If you had been like, I kind of want to sit inside, I would be like, all right. I'm never going to contradict the Godfather. Bro, you, <laughs> I didn't suggest it because I necessarily felt strongly about it. And if I had felt strongly about it, I would have presented it in such a way. I hear you. So I apologize for that. No, it was a lovely evening. And it was nice to sit outside, but it was a, it was definitely warmer 
than it was inside mm -hmm. and the mosquitoes i could see them i was smoking cigs so the mosquitoes didn't <laughs> the old didn't big fuck g with move <laughs> smoking cigars in the dugout to smoking keep the bugs away citronella sticks yeah um dude so i i was uh i felt a little bad this morning i feel like i was giving our pal dylan paladino a little bit of a hard time why do you say that i don't know i feel you like mean last night yeah i feel like our dynamic me and dylan paladino I feel like sometimes every like when we're done hanging out, I'm like, "Why are you being hard on Dylan Paladino?" Dude? If you don't know Dylan, he's another comedian. He's a good, dude. wonderful guy. He's a great guy. He was telling me a really fun story about his travel plans, which I was super psyched about. Uh, I love talking about that shit. Um, and we were kind of helping plan, and then I just started kind of get started giving him a hard time. <laughs> In a playful way, I'm sure. Absolutely, I, I was not mean spirited at all. But um, he he's a lovable teddy bear, and I think he can take that, and yeah. I think you know it's fun to poke him a little bit. Okay, okay, because he's so he laughs it off and is so, yeah. so sweet. Okay, that's that's not my. I don't like that. That's a slippery slope. You know what I mean? I, I always try to check myself if I'm busting somebody's balls too hard mm. because you know it can it can eventually get into the mean territory, mm. and I would never want to do that, especially to somebody who I consider a friend and who is nice. But I wasn't saying anything too bad. I was like giving him a hard time. I'm like, I was telling him he seems like he's an anxious person. Oh, <laughs> I think that that's it. One moment would hardly call that bullying. Okay. And then he was like, no, I'm not. And I was like, dude, yes, you are. <laughs> oh, you. Okay. I, no, I was like, dude, you just see, I'm sorry. Like, okay, that's good to hear because you, you come off to me as a little anxious and I don't like that for you. I want you because I, you know, you're this strapping, strong you know, he's definitely an anxious person. He's a little anxious. I mean, and that's what comed a lot of comedians are anxious. Uh, How dare he say he's not anxious? <laughs> what is that? That's a total uh, lack of self-awareness. Dude. <laughs> um, but I love Dylan, man. Yeah, so. of course. We had a good time. Uh, good little squad in the mix. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast... I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. There was another thing that happened that was worth noting because it, it's something that happens a lot. So somehow we got onto the subject of typhoid. We were talking about all the vac. I got the yellow fever vaccine finally and talked about that. Yep. Secured it. <laughs> Golf clap. Safe-ish. <laughs> Knock on wood. Uh, so we were talking about all the vaccinations and we're talking about typhoid and uh, this other comedian, Chris, who was sitting with us goes, do you know the story of um, typhoid Mary? <laughs> and I said, no. And he goes, you don't know that story. And I was like, nope. And he goes, how do you not know that? I don't know that. And story I go, either. don't, I go, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me the story. The way that I said I didn't know was me giving consent for you to inform me. You don't need to confirm twice that I don't know the information. God, that's funny. 
Uh, and people do that. They're like, really? You don't know that? It's like, no, don't say it. I didn't lie. <laughs> and also, you asking me again isn't going to jog my memory. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if, if you and I were talking, yeah. and I said, Julio, you know, uh, do you know the story of, uh, I don't know, fucking... Marvelous M Michael? Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> and you said, no. And I said, really? You don't know the story of Neville Chamberlain? It's like, fucking tell the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go ahead. Yeah, there's something about it, too, that comes off as... I don't know what it is, it's but... It's condescending. It, yes, it is. 100%. It is. It's condescending. It's like, how do you not know that? Well, I don't know. I, I've learned other things. Yeah. Instead of learning about Neville Chamberlain, I learned about recipes to make cobblers or... Maybe I was focusing on Harriet Tubman's story. Yeah, there are I many missed, stories. I chose. I, there were two books in the bookstore. I chose the other one. Yes, I did not. I, I, I picked Mary. up the biography of Neville Chamberlain and I put it down, and I chose the biography of the Wright brothers. Mm -hmm. Do you know about the Wright brothers? No. Why don't you know about the Wright brothers? How don't you know about the Wright? Brothers? How do you not know about that? Um, and 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 by the way. There is a fine way to do this. If I said, do you know the story of Neville, Neville Chamberlain? And you said no. And I said, you know, I think he was a general. I don't, I don't know much about no, that. No, what you could do is, general, oh, dude, like it's a naval, good story. Naval guy, British Navy, Battle of Waterloo, I think it was. I think uh, this is totally wrong. I've got my guys mixed up. But maybe it was Neville Chamberlain, I think he was Civil War, general in the, uh, the Union Army. I thought he was like a British prime minister. You might be right about that. Am I right? Thank you, Ryan. Okay, yeah. Then I was right. It is more like Battle of Waterloo. Napoleon-ish? I think Ugh. it's more contemporary than I'm that. I'm fucked. I'm totally... I think, he, I think he was like in the early 20th century. There right? is a Chamberlain World from... World War One-ish time? There's a Chamberlain from... The, okay, so pre... Nice. Yeah, World War One or World War Two. I mean. I think there's know. a Chamberlain from the Civil War as well. Joshua Chamberlain. <laughs> You've never heard Former of Joshua Governor of Maine. Chamberlain? I think, he was, I think he was the president of Bowdoin College, actually, at one point. And I believe he has a sword at Bowdoin College where he was on, on the top of the hill in, in Gettysburg. And someone shot him, and it, he, it, it had his sword like this. It was a really thin scabbard, one of those sort of like mm. ceremonial ones. swords, yeah. And it hit the blade of the sword wow. in front of his heart and protected him from dying. He was that close. It was like the sword was here, and the sword's like that thick, and the bullet hit the sword. Pretty sure that's I can't true. believe you guys haven't heard that story. Yeah. <laughs> that's the story I wanted to tell. Exactly. Well done. So anyway, I don't like when people do that, and I, I, was, I was very glad that I got, I checked that quickly. Mm, I completely missed this, by the way. Because this has happened many times in my life, and I've never figured out Oh, that bothers me until last night. Mm. He's like, you don't know the story of Typhoid Mary? I said, no, don't do that. Just tell me the story. Go ahead. <laughs> and then we all laughed and it was nice. We were hanging out with a great comedian from LA, Brittany Schmidt. Mm. Schnitt, excuse me. She was cool. Schmidt. She was cool. I don't know her last yeah, name. Yeah, she was there and, and, uh, and doing comedy. It was nice. Good hang. Good hang. Good hang. But um, we were saying, I said to you before the podcast started oh, yeah. that I went up on stage and I've got a couple of new jokes that I'm really enjoying building, crafting. Mm -hmm. uh, and I tell them right off the bat because I don't have the patience to place them in the middle mm -hmm. of my act like I'm supposed to. 
So I, think, I do. I don't them. think you're supposed to do anything. Well, I was once told that uh, the formula for working on new material as a comedian when you do your shows is you start out with good, your best material, you couch your works in progress in the middle of your set, so that if they don't go well, you can then recover in the last twenty to thirty percent of your set with more tried and true material. I mean, bro, you know, break down the bar- break down the boundaries, bro, yeah. of what's possible. I get too excited. Now, I yeah, want to tell the new stuff right up front. That what you just said makes sense, but there is no rule. You know, if you like, if you get psyched telling your new shit, why? Who's to say you can't just do it? Because what I'm about to say will kind of confirm that I should do it a different way. Okay. Because what I told you before the pod started was that I tell these jokes right up front. So the first five minutes of my set. I'm excited. I'm eager. It's new. It's adventurous. I'm I'm adding new things on stage, and then there's this very precipitous drop mm. into like off into autopilot. old material where all of a sudden it's as though you can see the the audience seems to know. Yeah, and the wind gets sort of sucked my out of the room. My my shoulders slump, and then I just start reading the book on tape of my older jokes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, they go fine. But I just New material is so much more exciting. It's so much more fun. Yeah, dude, totally. When they're going well. You can do like what sometimes I have found works for that. And I don't do this on purpose necessarily. But like the days where my older whatever work better is when like I've just been sitting there trying to kind of think about those specific bits as they relate to me that week. Oh. You know what I mean? It's an interesting exercise. Well, that's actually pretty you know good advice because you might tell it just very slightly differently and it will just be so much more genuine it's fresh again it's fresh. it's fresh again suddenly yeah. yeah yeah so anytime i find at least if i'm doing like a lot a set that's like unusual to me if it's like okay i'm when i started this like kind of slew of of uh, road stuff that i've been doing i hadn't done a set like that in a while and then somehow by just like putting the set together it like made it feel fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm kind of like, oh, that's a fun thing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we don't have time for that necessarily. And I know you're bouncing around doing a ton of spots, but like when I do do that, I, yeah. So mm. I don't know, whatever. Really good. I appreciate that. That was good advice. Um, I mean, dude, not that I am one to give you advice. What just, are you talking just about? Be, no, just because we're having this conversation, I thought that that was a fun thing to offer. It was a good thing to offer. And I would take comedy advice from you a hundred percent. But like, Okay, that's nice of you. You've to been say. doing it just as long, I think, longer than I have. Th- that doesn't. You've got you've got war stories and yeah. No, I mean you you've know. seen some things. It, it it it's very easy for like this conversation to go wrong, which is the only reason why I'm giving so many. You you think I'm a comedian? I've told you this. before. I know, but bro, okay, fine. You have me mistaken know, for a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there are things that 100%. like there are things that just like don't. People will preach gospel to me about comedy and there are just different techniques. There are different approaches and like not one size does not fit all. True. But you know that I subscribe to that, which means I'm open minded. Right, right, right. And therefore, and therefore I would definitely take notes from you. I would take tags from you. I I would take you telling me, dude, that joke sucks. Take it out of your act. I would never do that. I would take it though. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be resentful. I, I, you know, I know each other. Yeah, yeah, I would. I just Long think time. I th- I feel that that would be an overstep on my part. Who am I to say? You know, I watch a joke do bad once. Who are you to say? You're like the guy to say. <laughs> you are I, the guy. I am, but like to dude, me, who could do that to me? Com- comedy is you, like you and like Louis C.K. <laughs> and some of 
fucking hallowed <laughs> legends are the guys and the gals who could do it. Com- dude, comedy to me is like this this expanding universe where like anything's possible almost. And I feel very uh, I feel very cautious about sort of writing things off. If or, or like knowing if I watch you do a joke that doesn't work, me now telling you that that joke should be scrapped, I think is to me is inappropriate. Mm. I know you were just giving an example, but like I am no one. I shouldn't say that. Maybe if I think of something funny to improve, you've given me tags. I mean, tag. Have I? Yeah. G- suggesting tags to me is like so innocent. Like who gives yeah, a fuck? Yeah. Hey, I had this fun. I watched you. I was listening and I have a fun idea for you. Take it or leave it. Like, I don't see how in any way that's insulting. I agree. Even from like an inexperienced comic. Like if somebody new gives me a tag, I'm like, all right, if I don't want to use it, fine. And if I do, sometimes I do. Right. I don't know. Um, who, who's the great roast joke writer? Jeff Ross. No, our, our buddy, we, Matt. Broussard. Broussard <laughs> mm-hmm. gave me a tag once and nice. I used it in my special. Oh, amazing. I mean, it was that good. Yeah. It was so good that it made me feel shitty about myself <laughs> i was like oh the joke you just improved it so much i wish i could have done that on my own uh, ricky's a good uh tag taker totally like if you like i uh, i've seen people like give him give him things and he uh is very receptive i was always, oh, i was always cool. impressed by that see there's a guy where i would not want to give him anything right right because i would just say you're you're doing this better than i am so i don't i wouldn't who am i that Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. the feeling yeah yeah i feel you i feel you Um, uh very interesting cool oh yeah We did not plan that. No, that it wasn't planned. That is just two people in sync. I'm maybe. planning to have a little bit of clarity of mm. mind and purpose as soon as we start sucking down this delicious hangobi, the wake. I'll tell you what, I'm a little hungover today. I think I drank six Negronis last yep, night. That'll do it. And, uh, get you, you know, the hangobi making me feel pretty darn good right now. Exciting news from the hangobi corner. Calm. Calm. Fully on the market. Rocking and rolling. We have placed our order. Yep. We cannot wait for them to come. I can't wait to suck down some calm, baby. We've been waiting for the calm. We really have. I, me especially. Like, if there's ever been something that I thought I could use at this very moment in my life, it's a, a calming beverage. I need to be calmed down. I wish I could fly with them, dude. Yeah. I wish I could bring them on my honeymoon. Totally. Drink a couple of those over in the beaches of Mozambique. <laughs> That'd be nice, huh? Find your beach. Find your calm. Dude, Hangobi is now in over a hundred stores. Guys, it would be really helpful to us and to Hangobi if when you encounter Hangobi in the store, whether you're buying it for mixed drinks or for hangovers or because it's delicious, for whatever reason that you're using, if you see it in the store, go up to the clerk and say, I love this drink. You have no idea how helpful that is. That's right. And if you do drink a delicious Hangobi, take a picture of yourself having one. Show us your setup. Tag Hangobi, tag us. We'll repost it. Uh, they're absolutely delicious. They're we amazing. love the Hangobis. We have a, they have a variety pack coming out, and uh, they're planning to get in some larger branded retailers. All that stuff, very exciting. But uh, if you see a Hangobi, grab yourself a Hangobi. And if you don't see a Hangobi, you can manually fix that problem by going to hangobi.com using promo code OOPS, and you will get 30% off of your order. Pretty solid discount. Mm-hmm. And uh, fill your fridge with some Hangobis. Uh, you know that we do. Hangobi.com. Promo code OOPS, I'm hung. 
30% off of your order. Go get some. Well, the other thing I was saying to these guys, you know, now we're a week from the wedding. And apologies if we're dating ourselves here, but you guys get it. We're going on, I'm going on honeymoon, wedding, all this stuff. You can't expect us to be recording while I'm in Mozambique. Kenya. As far as I know, they don't have great Wi-Fi over there and Zoom episodes, whatever. But we're, we commit to our promise to have a new episode of Oops! The Podcast for you every single, every single time. We've never broken that promise. So here we are. Uh, and I am very much feeling pretty helpless these days. What do you mean? In the lead up to the wedding, you know, I, I feel totally out of control uh, in my spending. Mm-hmm. And it's not just me making decisions for myself. It's just expenses that keep popping up. Yeah. Things you've got to pay for. Nonsense. Mm-hmm. You know, 300 bucks here, 400 bucks there. Mm-hmm. It's tough, man. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I said to these guys, I feel like I'm in a river that's, the current is pushing me downstream. I'm sort of floating. And that there's debris all around me. And people on the shore are yelling out, hey, hey, you see that, uh, you see that sandwich floating to your right? Can you throw that to me? I say, okay. So I grab the sandwich. I throw it. Almost makes me drown, but I do it. And then someone on the other bank is like, hey, hey, you see that bicycle? Can you push that my way? And I swim over and push them the bicycle. And, and I'm not in control of my direction. I don't feel like I have any say. And, and not only do I not have any say because the river is sweeping me downstream, but people are continuing to add things that make the process of staying afloat that much more difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic example of you're spending money on the things you want to spend it on, but maybe those things you want to spend it on are so expensive that then the things you don't feel like spending on feel more difficult to stomach. Because you're, you're tapped out. But it's so also, now you're like, ah, fuck. It's I not about just that. it's not just spending money. Uh it's errands. Yeah. Errands galore. Countless errands. It's uh every piece of work that I've done in my life, everyone saying, Now is the time for us to focus on this in the week leading up to your wedding. On what? You know. All kinds of projects that I hadn't really heard about for a while or various uh paperwork things and big decisions and you know all that and all good brother oh man well if if nothing else as i said to these guys it will make me appreciate the honeymoon more i'm hoping that i can take enough deep breaths before the day of the wedding to center myself and be able to stay present and look around and and enjoy that yeah and not feel like, okay, I just have to get through this, and then we're on vacation. I don't want to just get through my wedding. Yeah, dude, you should be really in, trying to enjoy yourself, even even now, you know? The give, thing, it a, give it to the old college try. We've been told some interesting pieces of advice that a couple of different people have told us. One is, make sure to take moments to look around while you're at your wedding and realize how many people are there and how much love there is there because it's very easy to get sort of swept up and just bounced around from one handshake to the next how you guys doing thing. over here huh yeah oh yeah the eggplant's wonderful i had yeah, we got it from a guy actually who, yeah uh, yeah 
I yeah. know it's spectacular. Well, guys, enjoy yourselves. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and really to sort of take stock of this moment because it will be over very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing we've been told is to stay together. Oh, during it. Yeah. Oh, how fun is that? Because we're a unit and we are being presented together. Uh, and if we, we, you know, when we're in, at parties and social life and all that, we do have a tendency to sort of, okay, I'll go get us a drink. You do this. You're saying hi to, she's saying hi to these people. I'm over here. You know, when we kind of reconnect at various points throughout the night, but yeah. a lot of the time it's sort of, bouncing around to our different islands and um we want to we want to be kind of together so that we can experience it together and and say hi to people together and thank people together and 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 i think that that's a really good piece of advice because i think that at our wedding it would be very easy for us to separate yeah and then not see each other for like two hours yeah 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 which would be sad yeah i would agree i would agree with that um, that's nice. That's nice advice, man. It's going to be great. I'm super psyched. Um, I have begun. So this is the thing that always, that always kind of uh, intrigues me a bit. So at so many of the wedding weekends I've been a part of, I encounter a person giving some sort of substantial speech. And oftentimes they have not begun even working on it till that weekend. Yeah. Which to me is like, and then they end up giving a great speech. But still, and it'll, a lot of time it'll be people who, are, who seem like they really have their shit together and they probably, life got in the way and they're like, all right, I'm going to go write this speech now. Mm-hmm. And they kind of break off from the afternoon drinks to go write their speech. Hmm. Um, and I have, I have like a multiple step process that I am using, oh. which tends to be my process in general for an assignment like this, which is I sort of passively write it for a while. Anything that pops in my head, I'll write it down, write it down, write it down. Step two will be the, the actual sitting and thinking of more stuff along with the stuff I've already thought of in the attempt to make it a good one. And then letting that sit for a bit and then looking at it again, seeing if I think of anything and then sort of refining it and trying to make it tight, you know? Mm. Um, and I wonder what is the appropriate amount of time to be preparing some sort of speech um, if someone were to ask, in your opinion? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think somewhat similar to what you said it's sort of a different amount of time for everybody yeah if you're someone who's like you who could probably do really well at this without having prepared a single word oh man and could just go up there and kind of wing it because of your comedy experience and your public speaking experience the fact that you've officiated multiple weddings and all and spoken at weddings this is going to be a walk in the park for you with with nothing in the bag but to bring anything to the bag or you know with you prepared just instantly elevates you past hopefully past a lot of people in theory knocking on wood so i don't think i don't know for you it's like yeah i think i don't know you could do it in a week mm-hmm. it's probably right yeah, yeah. Probably. I think, but it's but you, it's what you said is is you know it's not all going to come to you at that time. Right. So right. finding these little nuggets that pop up and and having your mind passively on this project for a long time will enhance your the variety of thoughts you bring to your speech. 
No, totally, totally. And I think that that's the risk that you run by kind of writing it the day before is that yeah. you don't have time to mine all of the memories and thoughts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but excited for that, man. Psyched for the weekend. A lot of good, good stuff coming up. Uh, you know, end of summer. That's exactly how it should be. Right. Packed. Lots of good shit. Dude, I'm psyched going into the fall knowing that I'm going to have my Rule of Threads hoodies. Oh, I can't wait to get back into some Rule of Threads pants and hoodies and stuff that just feels so comfortable when the temperatures finally get back into good zone. Dude, totally. They're fully restocked and reloaded again. I just think of a crisp summer jog running around got that hoodie on mm-hmm. there's just so many fall things that are so iconic and including a uh, rule of threads hoodie in there just such a versatile piece of clothing incredible apparel bro over at rule of threads just clean simple premium menswear basics that's it it's everything you need as the seasons change as the year wears on as you decide oh good it's time to bundle it's time to Throw on some long sleeves. Time to dress up. Maybe I'll go on some dates. Ooh. Dude, totally. Those those hoodies are amazing. Those new big tees are amazing. They keep introducing new styles. Uh, great pants. They got it all. Ruleofthreads.com. Promo code OOPS. 15% off your order. Stock yourself up for the fall. Ruleofthreads.com. Promo code OOPS. 15% off. What are you doing this uh, upcoming weekend before the actual wedding? I'm going to try to play some golf. Nice. I want to just do me, man. I want to be on the driving range, hitting six irons rhythmically. Nice. With some, you know, earbuds in, listening nice. to a funny podcast or a, a, a good yeah. song. Do you ever play? Like, do you ever get to just play around alone? Yeah, and lovely. You, and you throw in the pods. Sometimes I will. Nice. Usually I listen to a podcast or music if I'm practicing. Got it. But if I'm playing, I like to be silent. I leave my phone in the locker. I don't bring it out on the course, and I just walk, that's, carry my bag. That's great. Hit the ball, walk up to the ball, hit it again. Nice. Set the bag down, putt, miss, putt again, miss, <laughs> pick up my ball, Go, move ah. on to the next hole. Nice. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's lovely. It's really nice. It's really rhythmic and meditative to me. Yeah, it sounds therapeutic. Golf is very meditative to me. Um, here's another thing. Mm-hmm. Shoes. Shoes. Shoes, shoes, shoes. <laughs> what do you think about shoes? I mean, listen, they're great, dude. Do you like shoes? I do. Shoes are good. As much as chews? Dude, chews, <laughs> forget about it. You think I take a couple <laughs> chews? Go buy some shoes? Sounds like an incredible day, man. I mean, I think I'll see the shoes better we if love, I've had oh, some yeah. shoes. That's right. That uh, vitamin E or whatever yeah, is sure, good for your eye, sure. for your vision? I have no idea which vitamin is good for your vision, but it's one of them. I believe some it. Some fish oil? Fish oil? Chews? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, My boy. mom used to make me take fish oil, and there were the capsules because apparently yeah. like the other shit like doesn't really work or whatever, but I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I I would like just be burping up fish. Yeah, it's tough. I know and exactly. I was like, Mom, I can't mean. take these anymore. Right. She was a guy. I. It's funny when I did my physical recently. He had a list of all the things that I'd said I took on a regular basis the last time I was there, 2018. And it was long. Mm. It was multivitamin, fish oil, uh, 
all sorts of various supplements and things. And he goes, you still taking all these things? I said, not a one. <laughs> not a one. What'd he say? He goes, okay. <laughs> didn't, really, didn't really seem to care too much. Okay, but shoes. 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 All right, so, shoes. so, so I, I don't want to spend any more money. I really do not want to spend any more money. However, yeah, dude, like, see, this is your problem, bro. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have. I don't have a dress shoe that works. Okay, with, you, this is a necessity. I had to throw out a bunch of shoes I had. You threw out shoes? Yeah. Where did they go? I don't you know. In the garbage? Why did you have to throw them out? I'm not. I I think they were just. It was time to get rid of them. Yeah. They were beaten. Yeah. They were beaten to death. I never. They weren't expensive. Bye bye. You know, they were just bargain rack. I get a lot of lucky, I've pretty big feet, so you go to those bargain stores and you can go to the 13 and there's some <laughs> some cheap ones on there, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Alden and uh, Designer Shoe Warehouse, some of those places, you can get some good deals. The big boys. Early on <laughs> in my life, you know, that's where I that's where I got my shoes. That's solid. And now I, I, I think I deserve a little bit more of an elevated taste, but I have a good loafer, but it's not formal enough for the wedding. You're looking for a signature shoe. Well, the thing, everything has changed. Everything has changed. Now the suits we wear, the leg is so much higher. Mm -hmm. Everyone brought the cuff of the leg from a, in a men's suit. From It used to fall with a fold over the shoe. No longer. It used to have a break in the pant. And now it went from having a break in the pant to hitting the middle of your shin we're just wearing capris now, yeah dude. guys are out there wearing pants that you could cross a small stream and <laughs> you could play wimbledon in yeah <laughs> yeah um and so my dress shoes are meant are the, the the one good pair that i still have i have kind of a boot which wouldn't work boot yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then i have another shoe which you know is it's too dressy in a way for mm -hmm. a pant this high okay it would look ridiculous shoes so <laughs> <laughs> so i gotta go yeah and get a a, a loafer that's not too undressy i gotta get a dressy yeah, yeah. loafer yeah do you know I, what i'm saying i do I do. Now, here's what happens. You go online. You start reading about men's low. There's so many damn shoe companies. Yeah. I was very overwhelmed. And everyone has a different opinion. You get these guys reviewing the companies. <laughs> Who are and they these? say, top 28 men's shoe companies. <laughs> like, I didn't know there were 28 shoe companies. <laughs> and and it's there's so much anger in these reviews. That's crazy. This one guy was... He was mad that, you know, his company was charging what it was charging, given that the shoes are machine made. And then he's got high regard for certain other ones, but there's, they're, you know, super expensive, like $1,200, $1,300. But then I say to myself, well, okay, you know, I deserve something nice. You do, bro. <laughs> because I'm sure Sierra spent a lot on her shoes. But then I say, well, I've already... I'm, then on the other hand, if I if I were to buy a shoe of that expensive, I would I would just feel even more drowned down this river of re shame and regret and loss. Shoe river. Yeah, dude, uh, you'll be happy to hear. Maybe not. Hill, I was having the same problem. Yeah, 
Hillary, I think a lot of guys can relate to this. Hillary not only selected my shoe, but also paid for them. What? Damn. Thanks, baby. Bro. Love you. Damn, bro. <laughs> and they're sick. Yeah, I bet they are. <laughs> Do you want to tell me the company? I don't actually know what company. But okay. They're like, I don't. I'm, I, I, what kind I'm, of a shoe is it? It's like a blue loafer. Oh. It's fucking sick. I think they're suede, too. Suede. Yeah, dude. Yes. Hard. Hard. <laughs> hard. Hard and on. So when are you going to go get these... Uh, these shoes, bro. Well, yesterday I was picking up my suit finally, the one I had, you know, tailored and I bought probably three months ago and never picked up. And while I was in the place where they had that store, I went around to some other stores and tried some shoes on and found some that I really liked. But thank God, in a way, I had at least the feeling of not wanting to spend any more money because I walked out without buying anything. To, you know, did the old, uh, let me get your, Business you have card. A card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get your card. I'm I'm close. I'm, gonna, I'm coming I'm back. Just I'll be here to, tomorrow. Need to run it by my fiance. Yeah. Well, why don't you just send her a picture? Oh no, she's on a work she, call. She can't see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to describe it to her. I need to trace her hand across a raised etching of the shoe. Uh, so yeah, so I didn't buy anything and, and I'll tell you something, do you get, do you, how do you feel not buying something from a store that has brought out nine different pairs? Yeah, we were talking about this. Multiple sizes. It's tough. The, the, the salesperson is on their knee. They've measured your foot. They are. You know, bending over. They've yeah. helped you put on the try-on sock, which is basically just a piece of pantyhose. <laughs> That's the other thing. I was wearing shorts, a t-shirt, and a hat Dude, to sure. try on fancy dress shoes. You'll never look more of a doofus. You just look like a pilgrim. Yeah, you you look like a doofus <laughs> trying on fancy dress shoes. That's the thing, too. It's hard to, like see the vision it sure is when you don't have the other pieces it's such an interesting challenging thing that requires a lot of time and yeah. thought yeah um but dude you'll solve it you'll get there yeah you know there's a shoe for you i hope so there is a shoe for you I but yeah sure dude, you so. need i mean you do need that you need it dude this isn't helping though no no it is it should because you're gonna get them anyway so I mean, I don't actually know that, but but you you need them. Like, what are you gonna do? You're right. I don't have a choice. This is a thing of necessity rather than you can't like hope that you end up looking all right on this yeah. particular occasion. One one Christmas, I went. We were home in Maine, and uh, we used to go to Christmas. We used to go to church on Christmas Eve because it was a nice service. It was pretty non-denominational, and the music was nice, and it was a nice family thing. And I didn't have any dress shoes at home and I hadn't brought any home. So I wore, I had some brown leather golf shoes and I wore those to church. You don't think I can wear golf shoes to my wedding, do you? I mean, you probably could. <laughs> you probably could. <laughs> they look very loaferly oftentimes. <laughs> I can't wear golf shoes to the wedding. But if they're those like very obvious sort of like <laughs> different colored, I'm just saying you could maybe get away with it. Golf shoes have gotten pretty dressy. Yeah, some of I'm the saying. spikeless ones. Yeah, there from we go. Echo, and you could even take the spikes off, right? I think maybe a little screwdriver. I'd want thing. them in there though, <laughs> just in case someone says, "Let's uh, tee up a few balls and hit them into the water." 
I have these biodegradable golf yeah. balls. I, we, did we you could, tell me that? I might have. Because I've seen you guys ripping them into the Yeah, thing. we hit yeah. them biodegradable balls into the water. Kind of fun. I love that, bro. I love that for you. Yeah. Um, um, the finishing touches, man. Yeah. The finishing touches. Dude, I was walking. Uh, this is This is very fun. Walking around the other day, old neighborhood. I see a pool in the backyard. I'm wearing shorts. Guess what kind of shorts? Bird dogs? Bird dog shorts. Okay. Guess what I didn't do? You didn't say to yourself, oh, I probably shouldn't swim in that. And you did run into the pool. No, I actually didn't because I was like, that would be trespassing. Oh, you bum. <laughs> but I thought about it. Have some courage. <laughs> and guess what? If I had courage, I could have and would have. Yeah. But I don't. Wow. <laughs> Missed opportunity. But at least I know that when that opportunity presents itself again, I will be fully equipped with the proper thing to make it happen. I think that's exactly right. These hot days, you just never know when you're going to find yourself facing a pool you're not technically allowed to swim in. <laughs> but if you can get in and out quickly enough, uh, you can pull it off. And the yeah. only way to do that is by wearing bird dogs. Bird dog shorts. The, uh, you know, the, the silk underwear liner has made underwear completely obsolete. That's right. And it's in the pants too, which are awesome for fall, awesome for golf. They really are incredibly comfortable. They're nice looking. Yeah. We really believe in bird dogs, guys. They're like a khaki. They're like a legit khaki mm -hmm. with a little dirty secret. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's damn straight. You know, that's the thing. That's the thing that I didn't realize at first before I started working with bird dogs is that the pant is like a proper looking pant. It doesn't right. look like an athletic pant necessarily. No. But it's versatile like one. You get the enjoy, you get the look of a nice pant with the comfort of something that is more comfortable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a really impressive product. Yeah. Guys, go to birddogs.com, use promo code oopsie, O-O-P-S-I-E, and you'll get a dad hat with your order. That is birddogs.com, promo code oopsie. Oh, oh, Sierra had a really good idea for a prank. Really? She keeps telling me we got to do it. Oh, that's great. This is right up your alley. Oh, yeah. So, you know, her dad passed away a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. and she was wondering if there was a thing we could do to honor him at the wedding and i had a couple very nice ideas and then she goes well i think we should do something funny because he was a funny guy she goes what if we tried to find a way to make people think that they had drunk some of his ashes <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious and then we started scheming this idea where we said okay everybody raise a glass you'll see the champagne in front of you you know yada yada and we would say uh to honor sierra's dad blah 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 toast everyone takes a sip and then we would say very solemnly and just so you know we took the time to sprinkle a little bit of his ashes in everyone's cup so that he could be in in all of you and not and not and hold it you gotta hold it that's you can't funny. break on that that's good to watch people be like what the fuck? We just drank human <laughs> ash? That is really funny. It could be good. You could also single someone out there in a funny way. Like, for example, you'd be like, all right, guys, uh, let's raise a glass. And then you start to sip or whatever. And then you like, I don't know, like as Hillary's beginning to drink, you're like looking like, wait a second, where's, oh my God, Hillary. No, no, Hillary, wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. She'd be like, wait, what? Oh my God. You're like, no, yeah, we, we yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the one. Wait, wait, you put his ashes in one champagne flute? Why would you do that? I don't know. You love champagne. 
<laughs> yeah, it's her idea. She wants That's to do it. Funny, I, man. I, you know, I like it. I it's really like uh, that. it's definitely the, our speed for sure. You but gotta love a good prank, pretty man. macabre joke. I like that Sierra wants to do yeah. it. That's impressive. It makes me think very highly of her sense of humor. Dude, we did a good prank. Uh, as you know, I used to be on a prank show. Uh, no big deal. Good luck finding it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's... I have all the episodes, which that is a thing that I do that I recommend any person who's an actor or anything. When something of you comes out, get it. Mm. Because it's not going to be on for there forever. And then one day you won't be able to have watch it. And oh, it's a really good suck. idea. It's I, fun to collect your stuff. My great AT&T commercial is gone forever. And not on YouTube? No. It sucks. Yeah. And it was it was a real good piece of work. Yeah. It was funny. It was just me. It's yeah, man. Sad that I can't see that anymore. We gotta try to find it. I can probably help. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that'll be a fun project. Uh anyway, but yeah, dude, it's good to keep all this. It's fun to try to keep it all. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh one of the pranks we did uh didn't make it to air because it was a little too macabre. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was <laughs> basically there was a uh alcoholics sort of happy hour where they were drinking non-alcoholic stuff mm-hmm. and the person serving the non-alcoholic drinks was the person we were pranking and essentially like as we were all there drinking this non-alcoholic stuff we all start to get hammered and she and we realized that they've been serving us real alcohol the whole time and the person at the bar is now bugging out and wait i'm confused <laughs> what's real nothing the only the, uh, nothing about this is real the the person serving the bartender is being pranked so we're all these actors at the bar at this recovering alcoholics oh and the bartender is supposed to is knows that you're recovering alcoholics and is therefore supposed to be serving you non-alcoholic drinks yes so it's set up in a way where the manager's like listen there's a bunch of non-alcoholic stuff right here you can serve it to all them accidentally ah. That she served us alcohol type of thing, and then we all sort of like drove home or something. Oh <laughs> wow! Yeah. Which is a pretty good one. It obviously yeah. didn't end up. It didn't end up airing. It was a little too uh-huh. whatever, uh-huh. a little too risque. Damn, that's but pretty good. It was pretty good, dude. Yeah, that is good. I like that. God, there are some good ones. Damn, it was. I uh, pranks are fun, man. Except, fun except when they're mean. Yeah, there was a couple times where I felt a little icky. Like the the blind date jokes or pranks are kind of can be mm. iffy because. This person will be set up on this date with this person that they're excited to be on a date with. And, and nervous, like, oh, wow. certainly nervous about Right, nervous, I'm on this date, and now, haha, you've been pranked. Right. And then they feel bad. And they're never going on a blind date again. Yeah, and they're then they're like... trusting love. They're like, oh, this is a little mean-spirited. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, one good one, blind date one, these two people are eating, and every single time the actor looks down... Every single person in the restaurant starts filming the other person on the date. And then she looks up and everyone stops. And he's like, are you seeing this? She's like, what are you talking about? He's like, everyone in the restaurant. She's like, (laughs) 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 I'll show it to you sometime. And then looks down, happens again. And then at one point, dude, the one guy looks at her. He goes, listen, if you're going to kill me. He's like, can I just like call my family first? Like he dead, dude. It's so good. What a fun fucking thing, man. That reminds me of, I don't know if I've told you this, but my senior year, we were in AP calculus and we had a really great class. Somehow, for whatever reason, the entire class was boys. Just randomly? Yeah. we There were only two AP Cal classes and one of them was obviously totally co-ed. 
and the other was all guys. And it was like the 17, 16, you know, cool dudes at the school. Got it. At my, in my class who were, you know, popular, but also smart and had their shit together. And we were, it's senior spring, so all we have really left at this point is to take the exam. But there's no, the grade in the class doesn't really matter that much. Right, we're all into colleges. It's like, whatever. Oh, sick. You're just now hoping to get the college credit. Or just to do as well on the test as possible, but you know, because almost almost to really honor the teacher, we liked the teacher a lot, and we didn't we wanted it to reflect well for him. Do you need to get a five? You need to have a lot of fives to get enough college credit to graduate a semester early or something like that. Fours don't count. I don't think so. I never took an AP class, by the way. Mm. Fucking slack, uh, kid. Nice. You guys didn't either. Damn. Really, class president Ryan, you didn't take any APs. Did you have them at your school? What? Interesting. I, I was always told that even if even if you weren't going to do that well on the test, I had to take those classes because they had to know that I was taking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like my when I was being recruited for sports, the coach was like, you got to take yeah, yeah. the well, hardest classes you can. And then you went to Harvard and... Yeah, but we, I didn't, didn't get I didn't get I didn't get fives really. I got really? a bunch of fours and and some threes. I had no shot at college credit or anything like interesting, that. Interesting, interesting. The one that w- that was good was I did well on the French exam, which meant that I didn't have to take any language. Oh, courses that's amazing! When I got to school, that's amazing. Um, but <laughs> the point was, uh, senior spring were um in this class sixteen guys. You know, who have their shit together, but we were like goofy. The class was right after lunch. And so, and there was a TV in the classroom, and we would leave lunch early to go to the classroom to turn on Family Feud. Oh, wow. And then we would, we would chant, Feud, 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 Feud. <laughs> and we would sort of like, I don't think it was even Steve Harvey hosting it yet. I think it was whoever was hosting before that. And we would be like, let's go to the big board, you know? And, like, and then finally the teacher would come in and we'd turn it off and like settle in. But one day we had this idea to, to do a little prank where when the clock struck, you know, 1.05 p.m. And if the teacher was, he was facing the whiteboard, like drawing up a theory or something like that, just instantly all of us, as the teacher's back was turned to us, we would all take our shirts off. <laughs> and we were all watching the clock. The, the second hand come around. Sure enough, he's facing the whiteboard. He's drawing up a, a big thing. And we all, you could hear the whoosh of the whoosh. We all just ripped our shirts off and then went back down to writing it. And he turned around and then we all just died laughing. It was really funny. The teacher liked to do it. Yeah, you, of course he did. That's good. It's a harmless prank. You yeah, know, we all yeah. had our shit together. It's good. You know, so. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. I liked that. That was a fun one. That was hilarious. Now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp. Uh, dude, it's amazing, this movement to sort of therapy options that are online. BetterHelp is a great company uh, that handles that for you. And Because, dude, it can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode, man. When faced with challenges in life, all of the anxieties that come along with everything, and having a good, sound therapy option really can be helpful. Lord knows, uh, my God, my my therapist chose the worst time to go on vacation you know (laughs) heading into my wedding all this crazy stuff i've just been so stressed i've been focusing on 
all the the issues instead of the happiness of it all and thank god uh we got this sponsorship and we did because it turned me right on to better help i started using it and it's been an absolute incredible way to help me organize my thoughts and think better about the way that i'm heading into all these massive life moments totally man it's great to hear by the way mm. Uh, you know, if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You match with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash oops today to get 10% off of your first month. That's better H-E-L-P. This may remind me, I have a movie recommendation if you've never seen it. The Substitute. With mm. Tom Berenger. It's about this. It's the first like teacher getting back at the bad students plot that I can oh. think of. It was pre-Dangerous Minds. I don't even know if that's what happened in Dangerous Minds. I'm just like as far as, I don't know. I had never seen this this storyline before. Mm. And it's amazing. And bro, the, the main bad guy is Mark Anthony, the singer. Who married J-Lo. Correct. And he is so good. It's insane how good he is. Whoa. It's a lot. The movie's like pretty corny in a lot of ways. Uh, it's a little like uh, campy. Okay. But Mark Anthony sells these insane moments. And they're so like, that's good acting to me. Wow. Like you are selling, like at one point he calls the name of Mark Anthony's character when he's taking attendance. And Mark Anthony has two women sitting on his lap and within the classroom. And he realizes that he's being called, puts down his Oakley's sticks two fingers in his mouth and only one comes out and gives the finger to the teacher and everyone's like "Ooh!" and he does it in this way dude that is just like <laughs> my dad my brother and i have still quote that movie bro what, what say the name again uh it's called the substitute okay um wow dude it's so good that's a blast from the past so mark anthony's a student he's the he's the student but like there's a lot of illegal things happening in the school uh -huh. and tom berenger's wife is a teacher there she she kind of stands up to the gang and she ends up getting hit with a bat while she's running down the street. Jesus. Tom, Tom Berenger's character by trade is a mercenary, but he decides that this even, <laughs> he decides that even though, uh, even though there isn't any money up front, there might be some money on the back end because he suspects his drugs being funneled through the school. And one of the other mercenaries gets offense. He's like, Vietnam made you soft, man. Wow. <laughs> He's like, and anyway, so, so he goes on a, he goes to, and he, he doctors this whole resume and he then pretends to be the substitute teacher. And he starts like going and like beating the shit out of kids. It's amazing. dude. Wow. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of like, dude, it's great. 21 jump street meets yes. stand and deliver yeah, sort meets, of, sure. uh, behind enemy lines. Yes. All that stuff. Wow. Uh, and it's really, really good. And there are good, really good moments in it. Do you ever do that? You ever do what I just did? You like have to if you're like pit That's back exactly in the day right. when I used to try to pitch TV shows and shit. I, I had no it's idea. Sort of a, I don't know. I had no idea how important that was. Yeah. It's like a Nathan for you meets Debbie does Dallas. Yeah. Oh, right. Nice, Picture dude. this meets this. <laughs> Picture Titanic meets Field of Dreams. <laughs> With a dash of inception thrown in. You're like, what? I can't picture that at all. Schindler's List meets Space Jam. Yeah. <laughs> I need to oh, see that, dude. Okay. Please tell me more. So a cartoon an animated Holocaust film. Starring LeBron James. Yeah. Um Uh yeah, exactly. 
Okay, cool. Well, I guess we finished shoes. That was finished. So I'm going to have to get some. Thank you for giving me shoes. the green light on that. You're welcome. Happy to do it anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I just think, you know, you're living your life well. And let me ask you this. Yeah. What happens when I don't pay off my credit card for the month? Well, technically speaking, depending on how much money has been spent on it, you, you, like on the cards that you have, to my knowledge, I don't know which card we're talking about, but on the platinum, you have to pay it off if you if you exceed a certain level. I don't know what happens if you I don't. haven't hit my spending limit. So, but but there's a pay it all at once limit. So, like if you're below that, you can if you want to be a sucker, pay interest and not pay it all off right away. Or, but once you exceed a certain amount, you're supposed to be paying it all off. So I don't know what happens in that situation because I've never gotten to it. Oh. Uh-huh. But on your other card, you can just fucking not pay. You just do the minimum payment if you want. And then when, pay you, have, interest. Then when you have some more money, the next month pay off the But you've balance. accrued interest. You've accrued interest, but it's annual interest. So like if you get charged interest one month, it's like not going to kill you. It's not going to be that much money. What is the interest? I think it's like 20 something percent annually. 20 annually, percent? Annually. So it will be... I think a fraction of that number, a twelfth. Okay. I believe. I'm not positive on that, but that's my understanding. Is, uh... So you'd be charged twenty something percent on the entire year on it, on the money, on the balance. Yeah, it'd be like two uh, two and a half bucks, two bucks forty cents or something like that on on twenty dollars. Yeah, but in, over for the entire year. No, twenty dollars would be four. Like think, it would be like four to five saying. five dollars or something. Four dollars yeah. fifty cents. I don't know what interest rate you have, but uh, all right, yeah, whatever. I don't want to do it, but or you boy, can do a balance transfer. It's gonna be tough. <laughs> it's gonna be tough. Um, you'll be fine. I don't know. I'm gonna need some miracle checks to come out of nowhere, which they tend unfortunately to. keeps happening, and that is not <laughs> good for me. Shout out to Navy Federal Credit Union for saving my life when I really needed it. Yeah, I was this close to being in the alley turning tricks. And Navy Federal Credit Union hit me with another, oh, we're going to run this for another year. Here you go. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. And all I said, dude, in that commercial, whoa. Oh, sweet. (laughs) 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 Dude, it's preposterous some of the things that I've done and said. One time I got, I don't forget how much money I made. Not nothing crazy, but I think I made $5,000. And all I said was, morning, Val. (laughs) <laughs> and in the commercial they already had someone saying it but they had like an accent or something that they didn't like so they hired wow. me to say morning val for an olympics commercial for like a visa olympics yeah, commercial yeah morning nice. val uh love that you just love easy paydays bro of course but it's all about mm-hmm. um all right why don't we uh why don't we bring her home maybe we could do an email got an email a fun show me an email email um okay <laughs> This is this is an interesting one. Uh, can the girl from the Maniac song actually dance well? <laughs> what up, fellas? I came across a small literal or literary epiphany the other day. I got in my car and the song Maniac from the movie Flashdance was playing. As you know, the chorus goes, She's a maniac, maniac on the floor. And she's dancing like she's never danced before. Thank you. The lyrics are supposed to be clearly about this woman who's going mad with passion and reaching peaks in her dancing that she's never before achieved. She's killing it. But without altering the lyrics at all, the chorus also could describe a woman who is making a complete ass of herself. She's a maniac, as in she just looks insane. 
She's dancing like she's never danced before, as in they're like, has this chick ever tried dancing before? What the fuck is she doing? I'm wondering if Francis knows if there's a name for this kind of thing where a phrase can have completely opposite meanings without altering any words. Uh, so I guess there's two questions there. Uh, big fan, I'm looking forward to seeing Julio. This is such a... I don't even know where to begin. I, I, I don't know if this <laughs> deserves our time or not. <laughs> I'm not sure if we care or if the audience cares. <laughs> it's I think it's a good question. Um and maybe I'm partial because I know this guy and I like I, him. I don't yeah, that's no, it's it's good. It's 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 definitely different. Yeah. Which I like. I don't know if there is a word for that for um to describe something that can have can can somehow mean itself and its antonym right in a way right uh gary goldman does a great bit about that when he talks about how millennials have co-opted literally to contain both its meaning and its antonym. yeah yeah um but i don't know if if, if i don't know i guess i don't know i don't know the answer okay. to that i also do not take I don't take it to mean the mocking negative version of the lyrics. Yeah, because to me, it's true. Like, I f There's a fine line. It feels as if she is dancing so hard. There's a chance that she is making a bit of a scene unless she's dancing really well. And sometimes there's a fine line between craziness and genius. Here's a know? question. Was the song written for the movie? I do not know. Okay, if we can find that out, if that song was sort of an original soundtrack song. That's a very good. Then it would have to be colored by that scene. And obviously, she's a good dancer. Totally. In that scene, which would mean that the song was meant to be complimenting her. That's a very, very... We could actually potentially solve this question with the answer to that. At least... In terms of the intention of the lyrics. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and as far as I remember, I've, I have seen the movie. It's quite good. Uh, and I recommend it. Is that the one where she dumps the water on herself? I don't remember. Flash dancers? Flash dance. Yeah, I think, I think so. Jennifer... I don't know. Lopez? No. What's her name again? Jennifer Gray? Jennifer... Jennifer Beals. I've never seen this movie, but everyone good, talks dude. about it and says it's iconic. It, it's fun. It's it's really good. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, is do is there anything on that, Ryan? Can that be included? Well, you can in be FWR? part of. Uh, give me give me a few more. Give minutes. him a sec. Facts I'll with Ryan. Facts okay. with Ryan. We'll get to facts with Ryan in a sec. He is trying. <laughs> facts, with Ryan. Uh. Well, tell me about yourself, Julio Galarotsky. Um, okay, let's see if I have a quick tidbit while Ryan researches. I think I do. I suspect I do. You got a tidbit? Um, I think I have a tidbit. Um, okay. Well, let me ask you this. Can I have a, ask you a specific question? Sure, Francis. <laughs> what, what's your plan from a consumption perspective for the day of our wedding? Um, How many drinks are you going to put away? What else are you going to try? What's happening? Okay, so... <sighs> Unfortunately, I succumb to this to the uh, occasion. So, if I were to try to be like, "Oh, Friday night, I'm going to take it easy," that's a load of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not even. <laughs> I might as well. 
I might as well just like admit that I'm I'm going into Friday night expecting to have a great time. Um, and a lot of times what happens at weddings too is I eat too much to even get that drunk. So I'm kind of not that worried. On Saturday, I'm not a big day drinker to begin with. So I'm not, I'm actually not in any way worried that somehow I'd be too fucked up to deliver the speech properly. Oh yeah. I'm not even worried about well, I'm that. I'm not worried about that. Um, so I will probably go for it on Friday. Saturday night, I will also go for it additionally. <laughs> going to go for it. I'm going for it. My boy's going for it. Going for it. And then Monday, uh, I'm going to the US Open. Holy smokes. Which I'm excited for. Who are you seeing? Don't know. The draws have not yet uh, come Is out. Is it uh, the first round? or It will be the first round. Yeah, it'll be the nice. night session. So my guess is that it'll be like Medvedev versus the kid who won Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. It'll be the worst match of the tournament, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll be fun. Are you uh, flying to Maine? I sure am. Yeah, nice. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about. So I have, Francis and I are really going to maybe be neck and neck this year with the flight competition. Francis Damn. is currently up three flights. I'm putting four flights in the bank before the main flight. So I will be ahead of you before the honeymoon begins. What in the hell? I'm going, I'm going to New Orleans uh, for, a, I have a road gig. Then I'm going to DC for the Bad Bunny concert, which we can talk about on the next episode. Mm -hmm. So those will be four legs there. I'll be at 31, I believe. You'll be at 30. Then we'll both be flying to Maine, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to pulverize me. Surge, but not surge to the point of uh, being out of reach. Correct. And you'll be, you should be up around six. By mid-September, you should be up around. I can't six believe I'm not up more. Legs. I don't know how to. I, I don't know how I could have flown more than I have this year. Yeah, same, dude. Ricky's flown, taking like sixty flights. I don't understand. Jeez, Louise. I know. It's really. It's actually upsetting. It upsets. <laughs> it upset me when I heard that. <laughs> uh, he's also diamond status, which upset me as well. Yeah. Yeah, he sent nice. us a text with it, if you recall. Well, I do remember. Yeah, because yeah. he was right there. The the sliver. The tiniest sliver of needed miles. Yeah, that's a good feeling when it you know be. the next flight's gonna get you there, and you're gonna change color. And it doesn't even need to be a, a long flight. Nope, just a little puddle jumper. Fly down the road from <laughs> fly from New York to Westchester. <laughs> All right, Ryan, what do you got, pal? Facts with Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Were they lying? Facts with Ryan. <laughs> okay, so. Real quick, uh, according to the FCC, good internet is at or above 25 megabytes per second. Kenya's average internet speed is 22.74, so just below the average. And then the U.S. is 42.86. Damn, okay. son. Okay. Mm. Uh, That's a good, where's that chart? Where'd you find that? This is good stuff. I found that on a website on Google. On the on the internet. And you can search any countries. You, found it you on can the search internet. any countries. There's a big list. I could spend more time. No, no, it's okay. I'm just I'm curious for my own. More, but it's on there. Okay, good. And to it's know. pretty easy to find. Nice. Vitamin A is what's uh, good for vision, mm. so that's recommended. Good to know. John O'Hurley was probably hosting uh family feud. He was the one prior <laughs> to <laughs> Harvey. Okay. Janus is a word. That is meant to be its own opposite. The origin uh, meaning that it is someone having two faces, one looking forward and one looking backwards. Janus? Janus. Janus. J. So I couldn't find any examples of a word that means itself in its antonym, but that's 
what it would be referred to as. Wow. And then a little bit about Maniac. Um, Wait, I have... Um, is... Yeah. <laughs> um, is Inflammable one? Let's see. Because I think Inflammable might be capable of catching fire improbably and then I don't know if it means not capable of catching fire as well. Okay, wait a minute. So it's also uh, a contronym, which are words that... Contronym is a nice word. I like that. That one's better than Janus. I like... Um, Janus sounds like a piece of the penis. The Janus. people don't really know about. The Vajanus. People oh, point out that flammable and inflammable are examples of oh. a contronym. Are you kidding? Cool. Come on. Wow. That's wow. pretty good. People pretty point good. out that that's the fucking example. No wonder this guy's making the big bucks. Come I'm on. Twittering over here. Come on. That's, that's pretty good. Bonkers. Go, Pulled that over the old quiver. Uh, that's crazy, bro. Let's patch things up on the origin <laughs> of Maniac. Okay. So I found this blurb. I'm just going to read it all. Maniac is a song from the 1983 film Flashdance that was written by Dennis Mikowski and its performer Michael Cimbello. The original, the original idea for the song came to Mikowski when watching a news report on a serial killer, which inspired gruesome lyrics that he and Cimbello expanded upon. Uh, when Flashdance director Adrian Lin grew attached to the demo of the song used during filming, his music supervisor requested lyrics more appropriate for their story of a dancer and worked with Sambella to produce a newer version for the soundtrack. Wow. To me, wow. that explanation almost lends credence to both arguments. I know, I know. <laughs> because if, More he, confusing. if he wrote it originally to describe a serial killer, you'd have to say out of control, crazy, yeah. bad, negative. Yeah. And yet to have it be repurposed for the movie, which it was, right. it was specifically repurposed for the film. So you'd have to assume he's probably aware of what he's writing the song for. Totally. Then maybe it's more positive about her dancing. And maybe there's just no direct literal, you know what I mean? Like songs that are just literally describing what happened. Like that's kind of weird. Like she's picking up the fuck. Yeah. Put it in her mouth. You like, that's like weird. So you know maybe what, it's not. You know even. what was a very literal song? Mm. Hurricane by Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. It was. It was a story. Yeah. But at least it's a, a real story. To yeah. me, the, like, the hackiest thing is the fake story song. Then you really might know what it's like. That song sucks. <laughs> 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 Mary got married to a kid named John who said he was in love. <laughs> Dude, uh -huh, it's so uh -huh, stupid. Uh -huh, like, uh -huh. Don't uh -huh. worry about a thing, baby girl. I'm the man you've been dreaming of. <laughs> wow i don't know all the words to that one i don't know if i know more to be honest but then even like i what a, what would you do if your son was at home yeah. that's a banger but like is that song true like you're just naming all the worst things that could happen to somebody how convenient <laughs> yeah and by the way with that song the part that always to me <laughs> have i said this to you that always stood out to me as being preposterous <laughs> is the girl being like my dad used to rape us and beat me and my sister. We ran away. And then the guy talking to her and hearing this story goes, girl, you ain't the only one with a baby. That's no excuse to be living all crazy. It's like, dude, just because you have a child doesn't mean you can relate or judge the 
tale of horror that, you've that just she heard. just gave to you. Who do you think you are? I know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And then it's also funny, like that guy's backs against the wall at the end of the song. So he then goes, girl, I know if my mother could do it. He's to say like, I've, I too was, was the child of a single mother. He did have it. He had it in his back pocket and he he had to only use it at the end when he's on the road. In a way that almost totally negates the point I just made. No, it doesn't. If he can relate to her struggle, then, then then that's fair but i didn't know about that last he part. was raised by the single mother is what he's saying but who was was a stripper or no i don't know we don't know but whatever that's a ama- i'm assuming i might be wrong that that song was completely made up therefore it doesn't pack the same kind of punch yeah i would think so i would think so we got one more thing oh thank you ryan the substitute came out in 96 <laughs> did you know it had three sequels Yes, and, no and but they were. That's how good it was. But they were starring Treat Williams and not Tom Berenger, and they're not as good. Correct. I've seen them. They're starring Treat Williams, and they all have little <laughs> subtitles. So the substitute two schools out. The substitute three winner takes all, and the substitute four failure is not an option. Dude, it's like it's like uh, in in fucking Tropic Thunder, Tropic Thunder yeah. when the sequels. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Um, awesome, man. All right, well, take us home. Francis. I can't believe that fucking email actually worked out. <laughs> that that led to a rem- even remotely compelling conversation. Shout out to Anthony down in Florida. Yeah, amazing. Oh um, well, guys, uh, I will be at uh, the Comedy Zone in Greenville and um, and and Char and Charlotte, Greenville and Charlotte, North Carolina, from September 29th to the 31st. I'm not even sure if that's the club for both places, but. Those are the cities I'll be in. Performing stand-up. I hope to see you guys there. Charlotte and Greenville, North Carolina, September 29th to the 31st. FrancisSellis.com for tickets. Okay, so yeah, I will be at, I'm at the stand on Thursday. Pretty sure that that's very sold out at this point. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I have another fun New York City show that I'm going to be announcing soon, though, um, that I that uh, if you guys didn't weren't able to get tickets to this one, you'll be able to get, that, to get those. Also in Charlotte on the 20th of October, Evening Muse. Tickets on my website in my bio.